scripture reading this morning taken from the book of John, chapter 14, verses 8 through 14. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. I ask God's blessing on the reading of his word. So today is Pentecost. It's, uh, as uh, Jane said, it's often called the birth of the church. And it's that day that is recorded in Acts after Jesus uh, ascends to heaven. Uh, it's that day in Pentecost when the disciples were held up in, waiting for something to happen. And uh, everyone was in Jerusalem. It was uh, a lot going on. But they were patiently waiting for all that Jesus had promised. And in the midst of that, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit, like a rushing wind and thunder and Tongues of fire came and rested on the heads of the disciples and they began to speak the good news. And what was remarkable is they were speaking the good news in ways and in tongues that others could receive it uh, in their own language. People from Ethiopia, people from Carthage, people from all over the Roman Empire were there. And they were hearing it. In fact, the, the Bible records not so much that they were speaking it, but that they were hearing it in their own tongue. That's uh, uh, the miracle of Pentecost. And uh, it is the birth of the, whole, of the, the church and this wonderful manifestation of the Holy Spirit. I'll talk a little bit more about that. But for the Christians, Pentecost comes 50 days after the resurrection. And it, uh, that's why it's called Pentecost. But actually, it's a, it's a Jewish holiday that comes 50 days after the parting of the Red Sea in the Jewish tradition. And it is the day when we, the, the Jewish folks celebrate the giving of the law on Mount Sinai when God's hand as a tongue of fire wrote the law out on the uh, big stone tablets that Chuck Heston carried down off the mountain and then in a snit threw them to the ground. <laughs> That's a different preaching story altogether. I'll get, I'll get to that some other time. But uh, for the Jewish people it is the day when they celebrate the giving of the law. 
And it's not coincidence that the birth of the church and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit occurs on the day when we celebrate the giving of the law. However, in the lectionary, the text from the Gospel this Sunday comes to us from John, and it begins with Philip asking to see God. Jesus, if you just show us God, we will, we will understand, we will believe everything. Now this has got to be frustrating for Jesus because he's about to wrap it up. He's been there with them for a few years now, walking around trying to explain everything. And here it is, it's his last speech. At the end of his speech, Philip goes, well just, just show us God and we can dispense with all of this. Just show us what we need to know and then we will believe everything. I imagine Jesus must have done one of these. <sighs> and, and, and probably muttered under his breath a little bit. And then turned on Philip and said, Have you not been seeing what I've been doing? Don't you know me after all this time? After all that we have done together? Haven't you seen what I have done? Don't you know me? Don't you know that when you, when you see me and you have seen the works that I have done, you have seen the face of God. You have known the Father because the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Then he gets into this convoluted him and me and I and them and hope they're in you and you and me and, and all of that. But in the meantime, he, you can tell Jesus is a little frustrated with all of this. But Jesus says, you have seen God already in me. You have seen God in my works, in my acts of compassion. You have seen the face of God in my love for all people, especially those in the margins. You have seen God in my willingness to stand up and to speak truth to power. You have seen the face of God and in my willingness to die for the kingdom of God, you have seen the face of God. You have known the Father through me. This, in fact, this passage is one of the things that gives rise to the, 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 the theology of incarnation. That the fullness of God is known in Jesus Christ. And the fullness of God revealed in Christ through the things Jesus has done and said. My, in my works you have known the Father. And then Jesus does a remarkable thing. He says, and you are going to do what I have done because the Father is in me and I am in you. You will do the works I have done and even more than that. You're going to do even more than that. Truly, they who believe will do what I have done and even more than I have done. And then He empowers us with this incredible Holy Spirit. This is what is demonstrated for us on Pentecost when the disciples are gathered in this small room. That Jesus, what Jesus wanted for us is the reality that we have been empowered to do the works that Jesus has done.
And here in John, Jesus has said, You have seen God through the works I have done. And then He says to us, You will do those works from now on. Therefore, people will see God through you and the works that you do, that we do together. Jesus says to His disciples, people will know God through what you do, through the works that you do in My name. People will understand and know the Father, know God, and all that God is about. And this is, this is emphasized for us, this is displayed for us in, in the Acts 2 passage, where everyone is waiting, and these tongues of fire come to rest on the disciples. In Hebrew, these, this fire is called Shekinah. And it's a word for the glory of God. And the glory of God, it's that Shekinah glory. And it's that same Shekinah glory that came out of the sky, out of the clouds at Mount Sinai in front of Moses and wrote the law out on these tablets. And for the Jewish people, how they know God, how they see God is through the law. The giving of the law to Moses was how God is revealed to the Jewish people. That's how they know God. And that same Shekinah glory is that, if you continue to read in Exodus, is that pillar of fire that leads them through the wilderness day after day. And when they stop and they build the tabernacle, that Shekinah glory of God rests on the mercy seat, on the Ark of the Covenant. Remember uh, uh, Harrison Ford went and grabbed that big chest, right? And it had the two uh, birds, or it had the angels on it with their wings spread out there and holding their wings out. In, that's called the mercy seat. And that Ark of the Covenant was placed in the Holy of Holies of the tabernacle in very specific way that's spelled out in Exodus for us. And when that pillar of fire, when that Shekinah glory of God would enter into the Holy of Holies and hover over it, it was said that, the, that God was sitting on the mercy seat in the Holy of Holies. That's where God was. And only Moses could go visit God in the tabernacle. And later it was the high priest, once a year, could go into the Holy of Holies in Solomon's temple and be in the presence of the Shekinah glory of God. Fast forward ahead to the first century when those who have come to believe that Jesus is declaring a new kingdom of God that doesn't seem to resemble the one that's going on in Jerusalem right now, when Jesus says there's another way, there's another way to go, and is killed for it, and raises from the dead, and ascends to heaven. Fast forward to Pentecost that year, when everyone celebrates the Shekinah glory of God giving the law over. And lo and behold, what we are told is in this upper room where the disciples are gathered, that Shekinah glory comes out of the sky and it doesn't go to the Holy of Holies in the temple. It spreads out and rests 
on the disciples. God no longer sits on the mercy seat. God rests in our hearts. Amen? God resides in the hearts of the men and women who have become God's people. And people no longer go, have to go to the temple in Jerusalem and wait for that Shekinah glory to come along and send in the high priest to see God. Now God is seen in the glory that resides, the Shekinah glory that lives and breathes in each and every one of us. Amen? I don't know why I have to ask you for an amen on that. The Shekinah glory of God in me, in you. Thank you. (laughs) That's that's good stuff. It means we don't have to go out there. The God is not out there. God is in here. And we have seen the Father. We are the answer to Philip's question. We are the answer to those who seek the face of God in the world today. Are you looking for God? He's right here. And He's right here. And right here. And right here. The face of God is in the children. And in the elderly. And in our brothers and sisters around us. Black, yellow, red, green. All of us. Together. That's the incredible vision given to us on this Pentecost Sunday that we might be the God people desire to see. That people might see the God that lives in us. That we might be that Holy of Holies in which the Shekinah glory of God resides so that the world might be transformed into the kingdom of God. Amen? Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, on this Pentecost Sunday, on this day of rebirth, on this day when your glory returns from the heavens and resides in our hearts, may we remember that. May we stir it up regularly and be reminded that we are the the glory of God reflected that you are in Christ and Christ is in us and through us people understand and come to know your presence your love your compassion through our acts born out of our faith in Christ the world may come to know God in the precious name of Christ we have